Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms. That's right, we're back. It's under two weeks, and here we are with another episode of your favorite buy, try, sometimes monthly podcast on your favorite deck-building game from Wise Wizard Games, Sparks and Recreation. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jigmalinko-Rooks, and we have a very special guest or two who are joining us today on this wonderful exploration of this game we love. First up, I'm going to... um, Throw the ball over to Larry Horgel Baguki, one of our favorites, a double legend and a Hero Realms favorite, a fan favorite, if you will. Larry, thanks for joining the cast today, my friend. My pleasure. It is Larry Bogucki, rhymes with lucky. Just want to say hello. Glad to be here. Want to thank all the patrons and donors. I, uh, I am finally a patron myself, and I apologize for the tardiness. It only took me a couple of years, but I want you to know that this is the one first and only, well, I don't want to say only, but this is the first and, and maybe only uh, patron that I've ever done. And before I just pass it on to, to Barry or, or hand it off to our next special guest, sorry, I just spoiled that. <laughs> I just have to talk about... Kraka, the high priest. No, not the tithe priest. No, not the cult priest. Well, maybe yes, the cult priest. Yes, with a death threat. Yes, with the rot. Scrap all your cards and see what you got. Larry Love is in the house. Yes. All right. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to end the recording here and uh, come back with episode 40 in a couple of weeks, guys. I don't don't know how we do i really have to follow that (laughs) (laughs) great stuff thank you for joining us larry i I have i don't know what to say so i'm not going to say anything uh larry did however introduce our next special guest another fan favorite perhaps the most prolific player in all of hero realms our own barry zembo zembo how's it going today my friend going great hey everybody Glad to be uh, asked to be on the show again, and I'd like to say thanks to everybody that uh, accepts my challenges out in the realms. Appreciate it. And, yeah, and you definitely send out a fair number of those challenges, my friend, and they're, they're always a challenge within those challenges. Uh, all right, <laughs> last but not least, our Diamond One, um, another fan favorite. He's known as a solo artist. He likes to... Uh, be ritualistic in his play, but he's also relaxed and has a good time with it. Um, Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg, thanks for coming again today, my friend. How's it going? I'm on a roll. It's time to go solo. Hey, 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 man. I know I say it every time, but I'm super excited for this episode. Not only are we getting Larry and Barry in the house, but uh, we get to hear from Rob Doherty. And that is going to be really fantastic. We had our special correspondent, Horgel, on the scene uh, with the interview. And we are going to be kicking off the episode, uh, not with that, of course, but with what would you do? (laughs) And then we'll be uh, hearing that interview that Horgel did with Rob. And it is a good one. Um, We're going to be finding out the roadmap to come. So... 
be sure that you listen in for that part if you're curious about what the future holds in store for Thandar. After we break down the elements of that interview, um, you know, it's going to include a necro nerf, a fighter focus. We're going to be going to the Bard Build Lab, then the Ancestry Almanac. And with this much alliteration, I can't believe that it's not, it's community roundup, but it should, you know, something with the C at the end there. I don't know. We might have to rework that. You're right. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, it's all a working title for now. But with all that coming up, I'm super hyped to get into the episode. So let's get it started. Let's get in started indeed. But first, wait, there's more guys. Uh, you'd think a an amazing interview with details never before released with Rob Doherty would be enough for you guys, our beloved listeners. But no, it's not. That's right, guys. We are announcing another Sparks and Rec digital legend account giveaway. We are um, instituting a listener survey uh, for everyone. This is open to everyone, whether you have a digital legend account or not. Uh, asking you just a few questions about your favorite segments or things you like about the podcast. Give, it a, give us some feedback. And most importantly, ask us an interesting mailbag question or maybe give us an, uh, an idea for a segment idea in the future. The cast of Sparks and Rec are going to go through all of the entries in this contest and choose the top two winners. The first place winner, grand prize, will receive a digital legend account. If you already have one, you can gift it to someone else, no problem. The second place winner is going to win a Kickstarter journey promo pack that we have lying around in the Kickstarter headquarters. So lots of fun prizes. The link for this survey is in the show notes. So please check it out. It only takes maybe two or three minutes to answer it, and it will give us some feedback and give us some ideas for future directions of the show. Thank you so much for your support. And with that, my friends, let's jump right into it. Uh, but before we do, Double Dubs has something else to say. Yeah, and I just want to call out the reason we're able to do this giveaway right now is because Wise Wizards has opened up the vault. If you check out their social media, they'll tell you all about it. They maybe even emailed you. If you want, don't want to leave it, to to fate for you to win the contest you can purchase a legends account right now so i just wanted to make sure that the listeners knew that that was an option um of course all of us here have found it to be worth it and after you hear the interview with rob uh you might feel even more so yourself (laughs) so yeah yeah. there it is yeah lots of things coming down the pipeline for sure uh yeah the good point about the the uh Legend account being open for sale right now, I think just for a few more weeks. So we'll also include the link for that if you're looking forward to it or looking into that. Now is a good chance to jump into Legend if you're going to do it. All right, guys. Uh, with that said, it's a little bit of a chaotic intro here, but there's it's chaos around us and there's no other way to deal with it. Let's jump in to What Would You Do? What would you say you do here? All right, and welcome to What Would You Do, number 36. As always, you can send these into us. Um, just send us all of the information of the game. We need to see everything that's in play, your deck and discard, along with your opponent's deck and discard, and the information screen that shows what level and turn it is. Additionally, if you want to participate in the what would you do's that we present on the show in terms of what the community says they would do in these scenarios be sure to check out the discord server 
realmsrising.com to get an invite. <clears throat> you can go to the channel and you can weigh in on these and we'll break it down on the cast. So in this particular scenario, it was submitted by As Awesome As. Shout out to you. Thank you very much for submitting this one. We're playing as Cleric at level 14. We're up against a level 14 Ranger. So this is one I would consider to be a tough matchup right out of the gates. It looks like we're on Bless the Flock or Soul. I can't quite tell because it's cut off there. Um, Divine Resurrect and Minor Resurrect. In hand, we have a lot of potential for economy with three gold, prayer beads, and a rattling welcome. On the row, we see Minstrel's Melody, Calabock the Defiant, Afterlife, Treasure Hunt, and Crime Spree. As far as purchases that we've made so far, we've got an Explorer and a Soul Transfer hanging out. Our opponent has picked up a Rattling Welcome of their own, as along with an Inquisitor's Touch, and a pair of the House Always Wins. So they're pretty heavy on blue. Um, <clears throat> I'll pause there and hop into the Discord. On the Discord, the main votes were between Crime Spree and Minstrel's Melody, with Crime Spree getting more votes. And Shark Frog, shout out to you, Shark Frog. I think this might be the first uh, comment we've had from you on the scenario, so appreciate you chiming in here. Uh, saying, you've all tooted the Minstrel's Horn enough to want it, but given all the blue in the enemy deck, I'm tempted to hate draft Crime Spree because that will get messy. Interesting to know how it turned out. Um, so all that being laid out there, anyone want to jump in first with what they think about this scenario? I have an idea of what I would do. I did not check the Discord, so I guess I am not choosing the most popular uh, path, but I'm going to go with Minstrel Melody here, and I'll tell you why. I, I, although, yeah, the opponent does have uh, some blue, um, they... They also have a lot of damage, and that healing. I think this is also a great card duel. I know that's not part of our, our segment tonight or our part of the episode tonight, but looking at those two cards, they're both so incredible. I even told Rob once, I just thought Crime Spree was a broken card within itself because, my goodness, huh. if you get that, you can buy anything thereafter, right? It's so good. Having said that, comparing it to Mr. Melody, the stats are fairly comparable, but when you add the draw and when you end the healing against a Ranger, it's hard not. It's hard for me not to take it. Um, that's the way I'm looking at it. But I couldn't blame anyone for taking Crime Spree either. It's. I think it's. Uh, it's a really tough choice here. What do you guys come up with? Great answer, Barry. Let's go to you next. What do you think? I'll make a case for buying Treasure Hunt here. Hear me Ooh. out. All right. <laughs> the enemy deck. I'm assuming the blue there is on the bottom because that was purchased. So that the next hand is five gold. So unless they pop their shot for a draw, they're not getting either of those sevens on their turn. As a cleric, if I can force them into using that shot now instead of later when it would really take out one of my hopefully big champions, I'm willing to you know force them into that. And honestly, Treasure Hunt's not a bad card on its own because I can scrap it later on to make a big purchase so and i know it's a more defensive play in a way of just taking the taking the gold off the board and maybe using my own four damage to take out their champion and it's not as flashy as melody or a crime spree but uh 
I, I would certainly consider doing that if I was presented with this in a game. What's the uh, upside of Treasure Hunt over either of those, though? Because I kind of feel like your opinion of forcing them to use the snapshot, I mean, whatever you don't buy, they're a little pressured to buy, to use the snapshot, that is, right? Like, even if you go minstrels, they're probably going to feel like they have to snapshot for crime spree. So I don't, I'm, maybe you can help me connect the dots there a little bit of what Treasure Hunt is doing that one of the sevens isn't. I'm also hate buying it so they can't buy it on their turn. Right. So if that's, I don't know what's going to flip, but then if the only thing they can buy is afterlife, hey, great. You know, I think, all right, let me jump in here. So I think what Barry's saying is if he gets the treasure hunt or if he doesn't take the treasure hunt, they have the option of not wasting their snapshot, taking treasure hunt or taking treasure hunt and playing the long game and trying to snag one of the bombs. Right. It gives them another option by him taking that. It forces them basically to use their snapshot. I, I can kind of see the logic behind that. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. You're right. taking the relevant things so they don't have as much of a choice. I see that. Yeah. I like it. I like the line of thinking and you, you know, it might throw somebody off just doing, throwing a little curveball in there like that might make some people second guess what they're going to do next. I like it. Um, I'm going to kind of echo what Larry said here uh, because as a, my first instinct is always to go with the minstrels, uh, uh, sorry, what's it called? Minstrel's Melody? Melody. Um, just because it's there's it's just a, an amazing card. There's nothing bad about it. Of course, Crime Screed, there's nothing bad about it either, except you really need to faction it to get it unlocked. Uh, now, the range is probably going to be able to faction it. This is kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. Do you want to get smacked with the Crime Screed or do you want to get smacked with the Minstrel's Melody? And as Larry said, the Minstrel's Melody draws and you want to keep as much draw out of the Ranger's Quiver as you can. I would probably go with the Minstrel's Melody, cross my fingers, and hope for the best. Um, but I can totally see the reasoning behind Crime Spree as well. I did not think about Barry's um, kind of logical line of reasoning with the Treasure Hunt. I, I like it. I, I'm not saying I would do it, but I, I like the play. Um, really honestly, I'm not sure I would do it either, but it's just something that <laughs> yeah, occurred yeah. to me. Like, this is certainly an option. Right. With this Great stuff. podcast content, buddy. Great pod content. That's what we want are the differing, differing viewpoints here. Um, all right. Good good stuff here. I will say, uh, as Awesome Ass did say, he recorded the game and that he's going to share it. Hopefully, he'll share either the video or the um, the uh, the result of it. He did end up winning this game, he said. So whatever he chose, he played it well enough to win it out. So hopefully, we'll hear from him later. Uh, either in the uh, Discord or maybe I'll post a video or something. We'll find out later. Um, all right, guys, I think we can wrap up. What would you do here if there's any, if there aren't any final thoughts or disagreements? Are we good? Are I don't know if I officially weighed in, but I'll, I will say, you know, I would lean Minstrel's Melody here as well. You guys make a good case for it. I like that on the crime spree, we talked about the factioning because we are at a point in the game where the Rangers buying it early enough. They have the other blue cards. They're going to be able to line up to faction. That does really make it a, a peak power level um, for Crime Spree. Like, it's really going to shine here if we let the Ranger take it. But even all that aside, I'm still inclined to go Minstrel's Melody. The only thing we didn't discuss is that as a Breastplate Cleric, that Stun Target Champion could come into play against us at some point. And so even that aspect is another reason that you might be drawn to hate buying the crime spree even further. Mm -hmm. One last I'll note be... on Minstrel's Melody. 
the um, scrap ability to prepare all your champions can be just a killer, with especially with the cleric. So that could be an interesting True. final final event. I, I completely expect that that's what was done, and that that scrap ability is something that ended up helping them win the game. <laughs> it's that's such solid. a killer when you use yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. I think that makes another. What would you do? Let's move the podcast along into what everyone's been waiting for. Rob Doherty's digital app roadmap interview with our own Larry Horgle, Lucky Bagucky. <laughs> it was, uh, so much fun to do that interview. Is, is this the part where you want me to talk about uh, the lead up to it or? This is yep. it, buddy. No time like the now. All right. So we were at a local convention in Connecticut, uh, but the convention was different. It was a designer. It was a board game designer uh, convention. So everything there was prototypes, which was really cool. And it was pretty big. They probably had about 20 board game designers and they had a ton of people come out to do to do the play testing. And um, uh, Rob was there along with uh, with Derek uh, from Wise Wizard Games. And um, there was a bunch of other really great people there. It was just a full day of play testing. And after uh, my session, I was uh, demoing one of my prototypes. Um, and you know, Rob was watching it and stuff like that. And I we talked afterwards. And of course, we talked a little bit about my prototype and what a great fit it might be for Wise Wizard Games. Um, but of course, after that, the conversation led to hero realms and I was just asking questions and kind of lamenting about the changes to the necromancer. Um, and we're at about 10 or 15 minutes of the conversation. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm going to be on sparks and recreation in three days. Well, I should be recording this. So I just paused right there and asked him and he said, sure, of course. Um, so yeah, you, 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 you uh, can hear it all on the, on the interview. A couple of things that weren't covered uh, that I thought was interesting uh, is, well, not really interesting, kind of sad. There's going to be a few more Necromer nerfs coming, and that, that may actually be here before you hear this or not. But a couple of things they're looking to do is, uh, I believe it's the, uh, uh, the Soul Prism, where you get one goal and a skeleton. Um, yeah. That is going to be one goal or a skeleton. Ah. Um, and the path that lets you get three skeletons is going to cost you two health instead of one. Ooh, uh, cool. Yeah, which I, I was kind of surprised because that's the only one I haven't played. Um, but, you know, maybe that's why I haven't got out of silver with Necromancer yet either. <laughs> <laughs> the the three but, skeleton one with the yeah. armor that lets you sacrifice two to draw a card has some pretty fun shenanigans it, it does, can get into. Yeah. It yeah, I, can, can we talk about that now? Or we're going to talk about that later. Necro Build Lab, probably uh, at another time. But um, I have some questions and thoughts on that as well. Um, but yeah, well, so it was. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk. Let's listen to the interview, okay? Okay. And because there's so many points here, and now uh, just to give a little preface, we pick up kind of mid conversation here. But Larry starts off and asks some really good questions to start it off. Rob gives details about the roadmap of the game that have never been this specific before. So this is really like the first time we're hearing this uh, detailed of a, of a plan for what's in store. So great stuff. Let's take a listen now. We can react and then we can talk a little bit about the Necromancer and other stuff as well. Uh, I also okay. want to talk about a little bit about the fighter as well, which comes up in the interview. Uh, 
All right. So without further ado, let's listen to the interview now. All right, Rob, so you were saying that in-app tournaments are going to come at some point, but you're also looking to increase levels. Yeah, so basically we've got a, we have a, a queue of things that the digital team is working on um, or, or things we'd like them to work on. And of course, you can't, you know, we can only do so many things in parallel. Um, our highest priority right now is testing all the new content to be able to go to print on the Hero Realms Dungeons uh, Kickstarter. Uh, so the um, uh, so that's the new character classes, um, but that's also the adventure decks for every character class, which the adventure decks allow you to play up to level 24. Now we've gotten a bunch of characters into the beta, um, so we you know alchemist bar uh, sorry alchemist and barbarian were first, and we've added the you know, the bard and the necromancer and the druid are all in there. We've done uh, balance passes on the alchemist and the barbarian, and really gotten them into uh, a good space. The uh, the druids had the uh, had her balance pass. Uh, what do you from, feel is next on the? Uh for the next uh, character to come out. Uh, so, yeah, so, so basically, um, so we've got Bard into the last character class uh, remaining is the monk. Uh, so we're, so the monk is, we have a version that's internal on the monk, which is uh, they're trying to get to the point where we can push it out into the beta. Um, and then, um, uh, and then that'll be the last class uh, going in. And then we have uh, power balance passes on all those things. So we've got, uh, we are in the process of implementing uh, Necromancer power balance um, uh, pass. Um, and uh, and basically we're gathering data on, you know, all the time on all the classes. And our goal, of course, is to get a class as close to a 50% win ratio across the board as possible. It's fine if there's good matchups and bad matchups, but we want to make sure that no matchup is too strong. So, for example, if there's a 70-30 matchup, we don't like that, and we want, we'll want to put some things in that matchup which allow um, the character to fight through that scenario. So, for example, early on we did some things with the fighters, uh, um, skill and ability trees to allow them to better battle against clerics, for example. Uh, Let me and, jump in for a second because yeah. there's a, a reoccurring call from some of our more hardcore players that the fighter needs a complete remake. Now, yeah. I have my own opinion on that, but before I share with you my opinion, I'd like to hear what you have to say about do you think you'll ever do anything drastic with the fighter? So, I mean, so we have done drastic things with the fighter in the past. Like, we really just, like, completely redid, um, like, the, the sweeping blow type, uh, right. you know, side of the tree, trying to make things, you know, attractive on that sense. And basically... If the numbers that we see on win rates and play choice rates are reasonable, then we probably won't do a, re a full remake because that energy would be better spent making a new character class for someone to play. So if, if basically if the if the win rates are reasonable and the play rates are reasonable, then if you know a player who's been playing a long time is sick of it and doesn't think it's you know uh, the way for them to go, well, we've got all these other character classes for you to jump in and play. 
But uh, my thought on the, on the on the fighter, and again, there were calls from the hardcore community about a remake. I think the fighter's perfect, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because if you're going to introduce someone to the game, what's the first class that you recommend always to play? Yeah. It's the fighter. It's basic. It's straightforward. It has a decent win rate, especially at early levels. And oh, by the way, when you introduce ancestries, I think maybe I'm still testing this out, but I, I really like my dwarf fighter right now, and sure. I got him to, to platinum fairly quickly, and I feel like I'm somewhat competitive with them against a number of other classes. So, but the fighter in, in, in the base level, just a human fighter, I think it's great for new players, and I think that's a great entry point into the game. Sure. Other classes can be more complex and more fun, and for the hardcore players, the fighter is what it is. I think that's okay because we have so many classes now, and with all the other new content coming out, I think it's really good to have an intro class. And sure. fighter may be that intro and, class. And fighter is one of the classes which you know you get when you download the app for free. Right. You have the fighters unlocked, and you can you know you can you can battle you know, battle with that. And as you point out, it does fairly well in those early levels, which is a nice feature for a for an intro class. Um, so yeah, you were saying. Monk is maybe the next class that we're going to see? Yeah, so Monk is the, in the next class and the last of the Dungeons okay. classes. So we basically we have six new classes. Five are in the app now. We've got the, we've got the Monk coming. And we've got balance passes on that. And then the next thing we're going to be doing is in the beta, we're going to be um, uh, increasing the level cap. So we've got the treasures all designed and art and everything ready to go, not only for these new classes, but for the original classes, the fighter, the thief, the, cler the rank cleric, ranger, and wizard. Um, we have those higher level treasures, you know, ready to go. Um, so, but they need balance testing. Um, and uh, so basically we're going to be increasing the level caps um, in the beta. Uh, um, and the goal is to get them to get the level cap to 24. We're not going to do it all at once because we want to get solid data on each of the things. And people, people in the beta tend to zoom to the highest level a lot because... You know, you guys like to play a lot, which is awesome. Um, so we need you to sort of hover at a cap for a while for us to really test out, okay, we want to kick the tires real hard on level 18. We need people to be stuck at level 18 for a while to see... Right. What that's like, that makes, and, that makes a lot and of so sense. basically, yeah. we're going to be doing. Oh, we'll be doing a you know a week or two at each of these levels as the cap, and then throw the level cap up, and then a, just a week or two. Yeah, yeah, a couple weeks. Well, if if we, if we get enough data, if we do, if we're not getting enough data, we can do it longer. But basically, we've got. Seems like we waited forever to get from twelve to fourteen. Well, keep in mind, this is not for the main game. This okay. is just for the beta, okay. and basically, we need to test the level twenty four. Uh, stuff right. before we can go to print on on this stuff. So I can't, we can't wait too long because every every week we're waiting to increase the level cap. We increases a week less data that we get on uh, on the higher level stuff and a week longer delay on printing the uh, the dungeon stuff. So we've got some time. We got a couple. You know, have, taking a uh, you know two three months to work on this and get it all perfect is totally fine. It's reasonable. Um, and we will take as long as it takes to to get good data and get get the balance where it needs to be. But I don't want to. At the same time, I don't want to make the people on the physical product wait too too long uh, to see that uh, to see that new stuff. Um, so I want to make sure the stuff that we print for the physical is as balanced and as fun as we can possibly make it. But um, at the same time, I don't want people to have to wait you know too long to get it. I'm not shy about. Go, putting in a delay to make the game better, but you know we want we don't want to. There's got to be long. a balance there, of course. And frankly, I think 
the beta players will be fairly excited when level cap hits and level cap increases are happening. And I think there's going to be a ton of play, and we're going to get a ton of data very quickly and uh, and be able to tweak those, uh, you know, uh, tweak those things. The other thing that I'm super excited about, and I mentioned this to you before, is in-app tournaments. I can't wait for that because I know we have a hardcore bunch of players that are listening to this podcast right now. But I also know there's really good players that, for whatever reason, are not on RealmsRising.com. And uh, like they should be, but I, 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 it's going to be great to test our metal against some of the best players that are not part of the community yeah. yet. Yeah, so I love tournaments and organized play stuff. I really loved adding that stuff into Star Realms. You know, like having those you know weekly tournaments, etc. Um, also, the ability to run Legend series within the app to so be able awesome. to open it up to uh, to to players around the world and people who don't necessarily have the time or can't afford to go to a big convention. Um, so that's those are things we're really excited about. Plus, the ability, the fun things we can do in tournaments, like have a tournament where you start with a character who's like level 5 from or level 3 or level 1 and basically every round of the tournament win or lose, you level up and you're like you know, you're, you're basically playing the Swiss and leveling up as you go. Yep. Like, there's just really neat things we can do um, uh, with... Uh, We're actually doing a lot of those things, but it's all manual. It's of all course. third party. Yeah. And it's cool, but there's a lot of rules. It's just how amazing it's going to be when it's all just automatically implemented and, and you don't have to go to this site or that site to yes. remember the rules. And and and, and the, one of the great things about the Realms communities is the fans tend to lead the way with the organized play stuff. Like, we love the fan uh, organized play. We try and support it with in-app features like, you know, like... Uh, being able to say what a challenge is for, or those sorts of things. Um, uh, so, um, so that's fantastic. But basically, being able to take those things and and making them accessible to all players at the click of a button within the uh, within the app is great. Now, we're going to continue to support the stuff that our community run tournaments where you know people are organizing stuff on the side etc but like well, that's always great and you know we want that happening so the the in-app tournaments aren't viewed as a replacement for that they're viewed as like additional content but um basically the 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 the, the new content stuff testing that we're doing is sort of the highest priority. Now, the, the workload on the level cap increases is going to be significantly lower than the workload of putting these new characters in. Can you so, give us a ballpark time frame on some of these things that are coming, whether it's the um, the level cap increases, the in-app tournaments? So, or we, we, so the monk... Well, should hit bait in the next couple weeks. Sweet. Um, yeah. Um, level cap increases. Well, after the monk comes, prob don't you know? Don't hold me to this, but probably every, you know, like every other week, doing a level cap increase. Um, you know, you know. So a couple weeks after the monk. Uh, wait, so we need to stabilize once we do, so the monk will come out then a couple of weeks later we'll be doing power level, power balancing stuff to make them weaker, stronger etc. And you know, so once we have the characters the power balances stabilized to where we want. So every couple of weeks there will be power balance changes on, on the, you know, on, the, on all the characters um, and once we're at, we're like, okay, we're happy with how things are going at uh, you know, at level 14 um, and below, then you know we push up to level 16, and then we then we then we'll test for a couple weeks, and then you know, and when we're happy there, we push to 18. But you think that's going to happen all this year? This, this yeah. Level. So okay. basically, my best guess, mm -hmm. again, don't hold me to it. Within the next couple weeks, the monks out. 
um, within a month after that, we're we basically we have every we'll have balance changes every two weeks or so. Within a month after the monks out, you know we're at a we're at the point where we start doing level cap increases, and then every two weeks we will have a, a two level uh, level cap increase within the beta only, um, and then uh, so basically so hopefully by the end of the year we'll we'll have that all. In-app tournaments, first quarter, by the first quarter? Uh, again, real hard to say because how much work things are for the digital team is a question mark. But basically, once we're done with the Monk, that'll free up some time for the in-app tournaments to be worked on in the background. So hopefully a Q1 or Q2 of 2024, seeing in-app tournaments uh, as a feature, you know, come to the beta first, of course, to kick the tires and then uh, and then uh, be available for everybody. I have one last Hero Realms question for you, and then I'm going to ask if there's any other projects outside of Hero Realms that you just want to drop a quick line about, you know, other games you have you know, in the pipeline that are just released or coming in the next couple of years. Um, but the last Hero Realms question I have for you is, as it relates to Arena, I love the concept, and as a as a uh, Legends backer, I can play for free, but I think some of the non-Legends backers that, to play f- uh, for the coins, I don't know, when will there be rewards in there to make it worth it for everyone to participate in the Arena on a more regular basis? Because unfortunately, the Arena queue sometimes is a little scarce. And- sure, so, uh, um, so basically, um, that's going to be a similar time frame to the tournament because basically for both the arena and for the tournaments we need rewards um, and we're you know, we're working on cosmetics and such to put in uh, you know the app and that's gonna that's the biggest like uh, that's the largest amount of work getting those you know getting those in so basically when we're rolling out tournaments we'll have rewards in the tournaments we'll also at the same time be have awards available for arena so basically we'll we'll be working on these things in parallel so probably you'll see a win awards uh, you know awards coming into arena you know and having pay arena with rewards and then um, having um, uh, you know uh, and then at a little while after that, rolling out tournaments, and of course, the tournaments will have rewards as well. Cool. So. Any any games outside of Hero Realms you want to talk a little bit about? Things that are coming down the pipeline? Uh, Other so, games you're excited about? Uh, so we, we've got so much new stuff that's in the pipeline that we're super excited about. Um, but uh, I think I'll just uh, take the chance to plug uh, our newest uh, actual physical release, which is uh, Robot Quest Arena. Awesome game. The game is so crazy fun. Uh, we're actually sold out into distribution on the first printing, and uh, second wow. printing is uh, is already going on bo- on the boats now. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, if you haven't tried it yet, try it out. Got to awesome. try it. I played this game myself. It's absolutely phenomenal. Rob, thank you so much. And... Uh, we're really excited. I can tell on behalf of the Realms Rising community, we're definitely excited for everything that's come down the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. Great interview, Larry. Thanks again. Just great foresight to hit the record button on your phone and catch all that <laughs> stuff because what a wealth of information he, he gave us there in, in, in that short interview. Um, all right. So before we start talking about um, Necromancer and stuff that might not have been in an interview, let's address the roadmap. Wow, lots of information here. I'll just start out, and then you guys pick in and jump in stuff that I might be missing. All right, so he's basically saying we're getting the monk, and I assume the um, the thief ancestry. These are yes. kind of the last two things that uh, 
that we're going to jump in. Uh, this is going to be thrown into the beta. Uh, and then after they add those to the pool, they're going to start ramping up the levels by two. And it sounds like he wants to do it every week or two. Uh, and that's going to lead into kind of this hectic, uh, really fast paced um, play testing period that we're about to enter where being a legend hint, hint is going to pay lots of dividends. If you want to play test a lot of the stuff, because we are going to get lots of new content at a very fast pace. That's my first take from all of this. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I was just going to jump in, you know, and re-emphasize the point he brought up that it's all uh, very, they're not committing to any specific timelines here. Everything you heard, you know, they weren't committing to any of it. So, but yeah, that rapid release of content that we have coming up has me super excited to just be like playing the game in general and kind of exploring some of these different things that are going to be an option available to us. Like lately, as you guys probably know, I've been doing a lot of tournaments and organized play stuff, and I've been spamming the custom game queue. I have not been really like just playing people in general to play them for whatever. Um, so I, I think once this stuff starts rolling out, I'm going to be queuing up more, and I'm really excited for that. I was I was just really amazed at almost the breakneck speed for which they're releasing content. We've been playing this game for a couple of years, and there's never been a period of time. You're right; he wasn't exactly specific, but we know it's it's a relatively condensed amount of time. They want to do so much stuff. All these level increases um, coming out so rapidly. I was like, whoa! It was almost it was almost too much, too quick. By the way, it sounded. <laughs> but I'm not going to complain because it's going to be great when it happens. I'm really excited for it. Barry, what my big takeaway from it is that you're going to have all the classes now. As soon as that monk drops, the, all the classes are there that you can play. And then the only thing that isn't is ancestries for everybody but the original five, because I'm assuming that Thief is going to drop with monk. So then there's... I, I can understand why they want to then release those treasures for each, you know, the level 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, get all of them in in like five, six, eight weeks, whatever, get, get them in quick. So before the end of this year, we're all playing like everything at 24, <laughs> all those treasures, everything's being tested and tweaked. And because yeah. I know that the end goal, right, is to get it so that they can print it. So I understand why they want to get it. It's going to be a lot though. It's already been a lot with the way they dropped the ancestries. Yeah. Well, right? there's two Quick things. Note, if yeah. I can just jump in here, as you plugged earlier, that there's a um, you can get, become a Legends backer for a limited time. Now is more reason than ever before to go ahead and do that. Um, you know, just all this great content coming out in the very near future. So if you're contemplating about getting a Legends account, now's the time to jump in there and get it. Well, and it's sure. such a night and day between if you're a retail player or a beta player. Like, the beta players, we can't keep our heads above water with the content that is being released. While if you're a retail player, you're a little bit starved for content, I would argue. Um, they've definitely implemented some features, but the focus has been on the beta for the reasons we know they need to get that to print. So that's why they've emphasized it. But I kind of, it's a little bit of a head scratcher to me, and maybe you guys can weigh in on this a little bit. Do you feel that Ancestries is just muddying up the waters here a bit? I almost like wish they would have sat on Ancestries, focused all in on like getting the 11 classes out, get them up to 24, hit print, and then we Ancestries after. Because now 
like ancestries being worked in with all of that. It just creates like it's not even a wrinkle. It's like a fold and a fold. You know what I mean? Like it's really, uh, I think, going to have a big impact on things. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've was- mentioned this on, on the Discord quite a bit. I think, and, and now it's, I, I hate to sound like I'm complaining because it's so much fun to play all this stuff, but when you only have half of the ancestries playing against human new characters that don't have access to the ancestries and you're trying to balance and see test power levels and stuff with kind of a limited beta player pool, like Double Dub says, it can cause some chaos with the numbers. In other words, I'd love to see everyone, I'd love to see all the class, human classes against each other first work some balancing then there and then throw the ancestries in for everybody at the same time and see how that goes. Now that might be a pipe dream. It might just not be logistically possible, but to me that would seem like the cleanest way to play test the stuff. But what do I know? I hear what you're saying and you're probably right, but I also have faith in wise wizard games. They probably know what they're doing. And you know what? There is so much data. I know we only look at our, you know, we we only see who we're playing, but you know, you go to those leaderboards and there's all these people that we never run into. All these people are still playing the game. So they're collecting a lot of data, um, however they go about it. And I, I'm pretty confident and hopeful. I think they're going to get it right. Yeah, no, it, it'll true. take time. Like the dust is going to settle. I'm not, I'm not hopeless at all about this. I'm just, all of this stuff coming down at once is just such a, it, it's, it's overwhelming, right? All of these ancestries, I'm still, I'm still like most of my characters are still at level three and four that I've been trying to level for weeks <laughs> now. And now there's still new stuff, new content dropping. So, and I'm used to, I'm one of the more avid players of the game. I'm used to being on top and, and, learning all the stuff as it drops, but it's just too hard to keep up with right now, uh, which is a great situation to be in. But like Double Dub said, it's feast or famine, right? The the production or the public app, people are still stuck with the original five players at level 14. So hopefully we can get this engine, pump out this play testing and get uh, more content out to the, to the public players as well. Um, good. All right. Let's next talk about in-app tournaments. This is another really awesome... Thing. And we've heard that this is coming before, but we got some more ideas. We know that this is probably coming after all of the content, the dungeons and the probably ancestry content that they talked about and the level up to level 24, which is fine. It also means, unfortunately, arena uh, prizes are probably also going to have to take a backseat, which is fine, by the way. Like, we don't need all this stuff at once now. It would have been nice to get arena earlier, but now that we have all the content, that's fine. We can push it off. Uh, but we can see how the app is kind of taking shape now. We can see the roadmap. We can see the progression of how things are being developed here. And holy cow, like the future of this game is extremely bright. We just, my main concern now is like retaining all of these players that are playing the production app and making sure they stick around for all this great content that's, that's uh, coming down the pipeline. That's kind of my take from all this. What do you guys think? Uh, no, I agree with you, and I think that was part of my point when asking about the in-app tournaments. I think that would really solidify our, our current pool of players. Having said that, I kind of go back and scratch my head and say, how do we even know like what they're thinking and you know how satisfied they are, or they might just be loving it? Again, I go back to those leaderboards, and I scroll through them every so often. I mean, I, I really don't check it, but maybe once a week or less – but there's so many people that I've never run into all the time. It amazes me. You know, I, I see you guys there uh, oftentimes, right? Of course, um, if you're playing regularly and sometimes we are, sometimes we're not, but all these names and like, I haven't run into that person. And there's a few that you do. Um, 
it will be interesting to see. That's why I was really trying to to push for the in-app tournament to, to try to solidify that non-Realms Rising community base uh, because I think that would, would keep people engaged. But I guess what I'm trying to say is what do we know from our community about the broader community. We, we don't really know if they're coming or going or what the base is. It's, it's kind of, I think it's, it, it's a mystery to us. We only see what we see among the Realms Rising community. I guess that's my I point. think it's, yeah, I think it's got to be growing. And like the participation is healthy because of those big numbers you're seeing in the leaderboard. But I feel like we can know that the game is growing because we see growth in our Discord. The numbers like is trickling in. More people are coming than going, you know? So, like, yeah, I do feel good about <laughs> the growth of the game overall. So, yeah, good. Yeah, good no, it is. And I, 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 that's not a question. It's just retaining these new players, too, because there's only – I mean, we got fairly – we love this game, but we got fairly tired of the, you know, original five at level 12. You know, like, there's only so much time, so many times you can play it. Now when you throw in events and stuff, it – breathes new life into the game. But my point is, it's always good to have new content. Uh, so hopefully yeah. that can happen quick. Barry, what, what do you think about in-app tournaments and stuff? It, you excited for this stuff? You know, I think that um, I think that they've been grateful for the community-run stuff that has really cemented this overall like fan base, these beta players that are all in these community events. And not only is it helping them with data that we're providing, but it's also letting them see like the engagement that just this small subsection of the people that use their app are having for tournaments. So they're going to know, okay, we, we, if we drop a, you know, they've got all kinds of examples that we've shown them how to, what kind of events you can do. Right. And so there's, such a limitless possibility for how they're going to do it. And I know they already do stuff in Star Realms, so they're probably going to you know, follow that model to some extent. But um, yeah, I mean, hats off to this community for having so many varied and wonderful tournaments to play in. Great helicopter flyby too. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. And a, another thing I really liked, of course, for me, maybe most for me is the legend, digital legend tournaments. Definitely got yep. my nipples erect a little bit there. So hearing <laughs> all of this stuff about um, new functionality and new ways to play the game coming down the pipeline. Awesome stuff. And to hear like, Double Dubs, you're right. He didn't say specific dates or anything, but he gave us a general timeline of what he's thinking. Well, and most importantly, yeah. he said, this stuff's ready to go. The artwork's right. done. The assets are in the game. Like it's ready to go. So just knowing all of this stuff is in place and they're having, they're getting it set up. It's really, uh, really hopeful to hear that stuff. Great, great, great news. Um, One thing I about the- say, I'm really happy that Rob is playing in the app now. <laughs> he's, he's 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 part of my gauntlets now. He's accepting challenges when I send them. Nice. I got him, Darwin, <laughs> and Orly, all three of them. Yep. That's sweet. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of Darwin just in the async queue, um, which is yeah. Good yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, gonna say the release schedule though. One thing we didn't emphasize as much is they're gonna do like it's only like two weeks for the level cap, and then they'll like in two weeks do a power balance. Right, and then they'll see how that goes, and then release more. So it really could be right. almost like a month in between the two level 
gaps yeah, depending on how like. the balancing yeah. and the tweaking goes. Um, and you know, that's Just all good, good as long as they take the no, time but, and okay. get it right and are happy yeah, get with the it balance. Right. But, but here's the thing, get it, get it close. Like look at the, each level you want to get them close and relatively even. But for me, and I've said this multiple times before, I want to see level 24 really finely balanced. Like, cause you can't really right. tell if, especially when new treasures and new other things are being unlocked, a, a weak character at level 12 can be a totally different character at 14, you know, depending on what you unlock. So let's get everybody up to 24. Let's unlock all the treasures. Then let's really do that, you know, fine tune balancing on everything. I, that, that to me is much more important than getting each specific level right because you're going to end up uh, changing things later anyway. But that's just mine. And they just- might. R- Rob's point, though, was like he almost sounded like he would rather focus on new content than dialing the dialing it in real tight mm-hmm. like that, you know? I, I feel yeah, like. But once you get to 24, though, video. there's not going to be a bunch of new content anymore, right? I mean, in terms of the, the old characters, we might get new characters and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe they'll keep adding levels. I, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to necessarily add levels, but I, I do strongly believe that as long as the game is doing well, uh, they will continue to add new content um, every For sure. more than every year, but uh, maybe even quarterly, I think is yeah. a long term. And it's so easy to do, right? New characters, new market decks. You can make new uh, campaigns. I mean, there's so many different directions you can take right. to make new content. That, yeah, awesome stuff. All right. Um, I know Larry got some more information about the Necro nerf, but before we do that, I just want to take like two minutes maximum. I'll set the time limit because I know I can go down a rabbit hole here. Let's, let's address the fighter. All right. I, I loved it. I loved this part of the interview. I loved how um, Larry brought it up and then also pushed back a little bit and talked about maybe the fighter doesn't need that much work. Maybe the fighter's just fine as it is. Uh, I loved it. Now I'm going to push back a little myself here, Larry. All right. Um, we see commonly in the proud moments section channel of our discord uh, fighters beating people in turn five or turn six. Uh, we see fighters participating in games, which I call they're not really playing hero realms anymore. They're playing fighter solitaire. They're playing their fighter kit and trying to beat your opponent as quickly as possible. Now I would posit we can make a simple aggro type of character that actually participates in the deck building aspect of the game that's good for beginners um, and still have a good fighter that might not need a total rework, but you know, some reworkings. I think the way the fighter is now that it can just be totally absent from the deck building aspect of the game. Isn't the greatest way for that kit to be worked. That's just my opinion. That's my pushback and your pushback, Larry. What do you think? So, so I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I kind of go back to what I had said in the interview. It's, it's a perfect, you know, if you want to introduce someone to hero realms fighter, that's what you should learn on. And to your point, it, it it is, I don't want to say it's mindless because you do make some decisions along the way, but what a great way to learn the game where you don't have to make those more complex decisions, right? You're just learning, you know, the very basics and you have some degree of success at those lower levels with fighter too. Mm-hmm. And for people that are, you know, are excited to win in five turns, we, we know at higher levels, fighters, not all that viable these days. Um, and I think that's okay too, right? Because we want to play these more exciting classes. We don't want we don't want it to be viable at high levels necessarily and rush people down in five turns, right? That's not necessarily good for the game. But to learn the game, learn the mechanics, and feel good while you're learning because you actually have something powerful at level three 
And, and even for a few levels after that, I think that's okay. And now that they have so many classes, we can have one class that is, that is very basic. Uh, that's my take on it. No, and no, you're right. And you're not wrong. Yeah. No, go jump in, Barry. No, this is great. I love this roundtable discussion. I think new players, even when they get to 14 with a fighter, they're not going to do advanced play where they're not buying anything. They're going to buy stuff because they haven't played enough to know how to, when to not buy things, right? So I think that, I think it's okay that, you know, for the elite people that we know, okay, it's fire gems only, or it's not even fire gems, just like the, some of the, the finals of those fighter tournaments that have been going on. People like buy one or two market cards and that's it. Um, but that's not going to be the common experience for people that are churning through games in the app. I don't think they're going to play it as a deck builder. They're going to buy stuff and play through. So I don't know. It's a great point. And that Rob talks about that a lot, you know, balancing for the elite players and balancing for the common players are two different things, I think. And we probably need to th- take that into account as well. Yeah. I know Dubs hasn't talked yet, but one, one thing I just, I just had to say is I, I think also fighter is an interesting part of the game for even intermediate players. And here, here's why. And I remember this, I was like, when, when there's a fighter in the game, um, whether you're the fighter or you're not the fighter, it changes the dynamic of that match, right? And you have to know how to deal with aggro and, and really understand just how much damage can be dealt that quickly. And, and now you evaluate guards and healing in ways that you haven't before. And there's not many classes that just change the dynamic of a matchup just because that class is present on either side. And I think that part's interesting. I think even at the maybe even at the intermediate level, I remember I appreciated it for that, for what it was, you know, over a year ago, just thinking of it from that perspective. Yeah. I like the idea that fighter can exist and kind of keep people honest a little bit. Um, you know, they, they can beat you down. And I think that's still true. And we can sometimes lose sight of that when, you know, wizards are powering through them. Thieves are running lift clerics. Absolutely dominate it. And what's left, Ranger, which, you know, we look at that one as a bit of a toss-up, and then the mirror, right? And that's uh, that's Fighter in a nutshell and the retail experience. So, um, yeah, I, it's, I, I wanted to get into a little bit. You had mentioned liking the ancestries with Fighter and how, you know, maybe that can work in. And I'm kind of picturing, I haven't seen this play out yet, but like do some of the really aggressive ancestors with fighter, can they be punishing these really squishy small folk and elf ancestries that we see people coming up with? That's something I don't know if that's true, but it's it's interesting to think about. And I, I hope we might see that because then we get like a little bit more dynamic of a metagame responding to the different parts. Well, I don't know if now is a good time to talk about that or when we do the ancestry almanac, but I definitely oh, have true. that I want yeah, to share. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Let's keep that as a preview for. for, (laughs) Yeah, good call. Well, we better transition into Necro Nerf then, right? We went long on Fighter there, of course. That that was longer than the two minutes, I promise, but great discussion. (laughs) And and by the way, it's good to have the Fighter. We all love the Fighter. It's good to have the Fighter in the meta. I'm just saying, ramp down the damage, open up the deck building. That's, but yeah, anyway. Matt, you got to be fair. You never liked the fighter from day one. You were always a wizard player. Let's keep it real. (laughs) I have have a lot of fighter trauma. I have a lot of fighter decapitation trauma from the early days. I I readily admit it. 
All right. Um, let's talk about the necro uh, nerves that are coming in the pipeline, Larry. What, what else did you get from Rob? Yeah, we're going to make up some time on that fighter discussion with the necro nerfs because I kind of already gave it away a little bit. There's just a couple of other necro nerfs that he, he, you know, he let me know about that wasn't covered in the interview. And that again, that was the soul prism. It's going to be one gold or one skeleton. Um, and the uh, the three, you know, getting three skeletons is going to cost two health. I, he may have said one other thing, but he did say the win percentages were were uh, you know unacceptable with with it in its current state so that was that's why he's going that way unfortunately personally i i have had so much fun with a necro it is the most fun i've had in a long time and it's it's my favorite class to play i would say in the last six months uh so what, what do you like about it is it just spin out all the tokens and we should also spot in here because i don't think we covered it on the cast uh, they put a cap on the tokens now of six. You yeah. cannot have unlimited skeleton tokens. So I think and that's should... how it is in prints. That, that they did that because that that is they, they were never. It was not supposed. This is something else he said. They were never supposed to be more than six. So they didn't nerf it. They fixed it. Um, sure, it was supposed to go in with six. I love it. I don't know. I, I used to play StarCraft. Everyone's familiar with that game. And when it when it first came out in the first year, I was actually in the top one thousand players online. And I played Zerg. And I, not that I was really good at real-time strategy games. I just mastered this one strategy of overwhelming my opponents with just all these minor little Zerglings. And I, I you know, kind of mastered that strategy. And it, the, ne- the Necro makes me remember those days. And I, I just, I love it. I just love spitting out. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just so much fun. And my goodness, it's almost unfair against the cleric in some matchups because they just don't have the damage to deal with it. And you just put up this endless wall of skeletons. And it's, I, I see why they have to nerf it. Yeah. I'm still going to play it. I'm going to play it after the nerf. I, I'm going to play it. I still love it. I queue Necro every day in general queue. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Let me just Come piggyback on me. that. Jig finds me all the time. Um, I only see Zembo with challenges and dubs. I only play in tournaments. Come queue. <laughs> let's let's do some necro magic. My my small folk wizard Sh- uh, Shizbo has uh, suffered many many a disastrous defeat at the hands of your. Uh, what's the name of your uh, necromancer again? I forget. Carnissa. She's actually Car- uh, she she is a necromancer in my board game War Party. She's an actual character, a hero in War Party. Carnissa. She's also. Awesome. Um, she's tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just piggyback that. Necromancer kit feels like a necromancer. It really feels like you're piling a necromancer. The cards, the way they synergize, like it's just a really well-designed kit. Uh, so I agree. It's a lot of fun. A little overpowered probably, but we'll balance it out and figure it out. But hopefully, though, they don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, kind of like they did with the druid, in my opinion. But we'll see what, what happens with the necromancer. Barry, what, what are your thoughts on the necro? You know, I, I did a gauntlet right after it came out, and... It feels like ages ago with all the other stuff that's come out. So I, I honestly don't remember much about it. I do remember having fun playing it. The the level 14 interaction of being able to steal any champion from any discard. Like it's just that can flip a game like 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 Stupid. nothing. And especially if you can get a non-guard out that then stays on your board for a couple of turns. <laughs> it's really fun to beat somebody with their own champion. Uh so that's one thing I remember. And there's some really cool, subtle interactions where you can steal something to get a faction bonus out of nowhere. Like, yeah. love that. Sure. I, um, I recently owned Runos for the entire game. 
<laughs> it was mine forever. That's hilarious. I never got the cleric. Never got Runos back. I wow. never thought about stealing Runos. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I want to comment about like their power level strategy overall and how I like what Wise Wizards is doing here. We've observed this with every one of the classes that they come out the gates swinging. These classes are powerful and they're doing fun stuff, and I like that about it. And I just. Uh, you know, and that, but that is when the classes are leveled up. That happens at level 14 and stuff like that. So I hope that all of our fantastic Lua developers follow suit with that idea and you start strong and reel it back. I, I think that you want to, Larry, maybe you can speak to this idea as a, like from a game design perspective, but it seems to me smarter to instead of like start weak and bump up your power level, your player base is going to want you to like start strong and reel it back, even if it's not as fun to get nerfed. It's it's much more fun to get into that class. Well, what, what do you think? No, I, I agree with you for that very reason is you want to come out with a splash, get people playing it and then kind of pull back from it from a game design perspective. Um, I, I, there's, there's an analogy here in that when I'm designing a game, I overbuild it and then I take things out of it. Um, it, it's a little different when you're thinking about a board game versus a class, but you, 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 you put more into it than you need. And then you scale back kind of like when you build a statue, you start with this big hunk of marble, right? And then you, you, you Mm. take, you, you carve back and then you have the final product afterwards. So I think that is a good approach to use with that. Great. Or nice. filming a movie or, or recording a podcast for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Great so, stuff. Um, yeah. Do we have any like final um, summaries or ideas here in reaction to um, Rob's interview before we move on? Larry, did you get any other nuggets um, that were not included in the recording or have you uh, divulged all of your secret information with us? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I have. I think I have. Uh, I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, once again, thanks so much for not only talking to him about Hero Realms, but for having the uh, the presence of mind to record it and share it with everybody, because that's just great content. We really appreciate it. All right, guys, let's uh, wrap this up and head into the Bard Build Lab. Why should you build such a thing? All right, everybody, here we go with the Bard Build Lab. Starting us off is the one person that's been anticipating this Bard for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Daily 23's hot take of the Bard. Hey, guys, I just wanted to chat for a minute or two about the new Bard class. Um, This isn't anything about strategy or how to play it or anything like that, but just sharing my excitement. I think um, for me, from when they first announced it, I've been the like the most looking forward to the Bard out of everything else. And now that it's here, I am just completely ecstatic. Um, not it's, It plays completely differently from how I normally play Hero Realms. I'm normally... Uh, yeah, wizard alchemist sort of player. So going for that hero route is a, is quite. It's going to be quite a difference for me to um, play. But um, 
I just am so happy he's here. Um, I'm obsessed with bards, and and I have been from D and D. He was my first, my first D and D character I ever played was a bard, and I've just loved them ever since then. And um, I just I'm so happy that it's in Hero Realms. The art is like perfect and spot on. I love even the character background, like he's standing outside of a tavern. Um, I just think he's beautiful, and um, yeah, just really really excited that. He's here and I get to play him. Um, I love the the names of the cards. Like it's all just so beautifully thematic and, and the way he works in that like he's in, in getting the most out of his compatriots from his heroes by inspiring them and, and, and getting them to keep going in the battle. And I just, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm just taking a moment and just, yeah, thank you Wise Wizards Games for... Um, making something that for most people is probably just quite simple, but for me is weirdly emotional. I don't quite know why, but um, I'm really glad and happy that the um, Bud's here and I haven't even got him to level 14 yet. So there you go. That's some weird ramblings for you. Enjoy. Okay. Wow. Great stuff from Daly there. He really had that post-coital glow about him as he was uh, describing <laughs> the bard, wasn't he? Um, <clears throat> seriously, though, it, it's great to see this long-anticipated character finally arrive in the digital app. It's only been here for a few days, guys, but let's give some of our feedback on this. Um, personally, I've only got my bard up to, I think, level... It's below level five, or it's right around there. So I haven't gotten to the higher levels. I will say it's a bit of a struggle at the lower levels. Very little damage. I don't think there's any healing in the original starting cards. So you can get punched around a little bit. Uh, however, once you level up, I think there's some potential there. Um, Barry, let's go to you. I think you've probably gotten the most plays in with Bard so far. What, what are your takes, your initial impressions for the class? Yeah, having gotten to 14 yesterday and sent out a gauntlet for it and played a bunch of it uh, earlier today, it plays very different at level 14 than what all of you are experiencing at those level levels. I've, I've got some news for daily that that wizard uh, experience and even the thief experience that you have is going to come in handy when you get to level 14 bard. Because that, um, at least the, the one that I use, the Mythic Chronicle, which lets you get the next champion for three less... And if it's five or less print cost, it goes right into play. That is like its own like smooth heist for a champion in a way. Because depending on what cards you have in that starting market, you if you th- that combined with code of encores, which lets you trigger an ally ability. Okay, so if you can get a five or less champ that's got a draw as an ally ability. You can get that into play, you can draw a card, you can maybe even, there's just a lot of possibilities. Like, honestly, I never paid attention to the card uh, Treasure Seeker. That's the guild champion, it's three cost, two gold, three damage ally ability. That is like the best card that a level 14 bard can get on the first turn. Because it comes into play for free, you have two gold from it to then use your own uh, stirring song to increase your health by four 
and you get that same two gold back because you're straining him and getting four, and then you bow him again for two more gold and the and the damage. No, that's just two gold. I'm thinking of Gemma. Um, it's just it's in the limited time I've played, it's had some really fascinating starts to games. Now I've only finished a few of them at this point, so I'm not sure that you know what the win rate's going to be like. But I've had a ton of fun playing these games today. Barry, can I jump in and ask you a quick question? Can you describe for everyone who isn't familiar with the level 14 skills and abilities exactly which ones you chose? I know you named them, but for those of us not really familiar with exactly how they work, can you describe you know, what, what ability you chose and how it works and as well as the skill? Yeah, so I think these both might be the right side of the trees. So Stirring Song is the skill. And that's the, you know, two gold to prepare a champion. It gains plus four until the start of your next turn. Okay, so I went with the one that's just a same. It's like any champion. You can straighten it, and it gets four health gains. So I, I didn't go with the one that's like straighten any number up to seven cost. Because I thought, you know what? If I can get a big, if I can get a big guy out, and I can maximize it, that's what I wanted to use. And that's also why I went with the the one-time use uh, Mythic Chronicle, which is the next champion you acquire this turn costs three less. If its print cost is five or less, put it into play, or put it directly into play. Um, so I thought those two work well together, and that's what I found when I've been playing it at 14. Which armor yeah, do you use, Barry? So, He's got to be doing the Code of Encores. <laughs> yeah, the Code of Encores um, is just fantastic. It's... it's the kind of armor that you're really sad when it gets turned off. <laughs> Is that the one that resets your ability? No, it's the one that lets you trigger any ally from any card that you have in play. Oh, uh, okay. And you can trigger it again, even if it has already been used once that wow. turn. Wow. So right. it's insane. So you can... So you can imagine this. Off some champions. It's fantastic. Look, Think about how good Parov is now. And that's so hilarious that, like, this new class makes this random card that's usually just, like, B-plus at its best. Parov is like, oh, hell yeah, that is a really good card right here. Because you get it directly into play. You draw two, you can draw a card off of it right away. And you make it, like, a nine defense guard. Like, how are they going to deal with that? I mean, I've had games where I've gotten Gallic into play. I've had the song out that let the the necro song out that lets you scrap a card when you get a necro champion into play, and then I've so I've scrapped three cards off of buying one card basically because then I use my ability to straighten Gallic and scrap again, right? Yeah. So it's wow. it can really turbo stuff. I'm in a game with Barry right now, and he has that little maggot necro champion out that scraps <laughs> from your hand. It's only you know the Scavenger. one I'm talking about. It's a guard, yeah. right? It's yeah. something that we... It's six armor, and I can't... Yeah. Do, it's like early game, and it just sits yeah. there for turn after turn. I'm like, yeah. It's, it's uh, cool it, to think that cool. you get this great tempo advantage from these cheesy mm-hmm. little champions. So I'm, I'm digging the concept of it. You got me excited to rush this really cool, guard yeah. up to level 14 here. I love it. And that shows good design too. If like the design of the characters bringing out aspects of market cards that you never noticed before or never there before, that's good, right? Now we're seeing new ways to play old cards that, that are usually looked over. So awesome. What was the blue card you were talking about originally, Barry? That's really good. I tried looking it up and I didn't see it. What was the one that you liked? 
Um, well, I if I said Gil, it's, it's a, I'm a, the Wild Champion Treasure Seeker. Oh, the one that, was, that taps for two gold and factions yeah. for damage. Any, any okay. of those world champions or any champion five or less that produces two gold is fantastic because it pays for its own health increase. Got it. I have well, my bar up to. Uh, go ahead, Larry. Sorry. I, I have my bar up to level eight, and I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. But um, something I think you were just saying, Dubs, uh, about how and i think maybe you said it as well matt characters that make you evaluate the market deck in ways you've never done before that you know the necro was doing that the bard's doing that i also like what wise wizard games is doing with other champions that are uh other heroes that are champion focused but are very unlike one another right when when they had the cleric you would thought all right what else can they do with champions and now they've done four different characters <laughs> with champions that all work different. And it's really cool the way they're doing it. Uh, I, I queue every day, uh, three characters, um, Necro, Bard and Dwarven fighter. And we can talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> That's it. I, I, I love, I, I love playing those, those characters and, and the, do the Bard is no exception. One game of each or multiples, just out of curiosity. Uh, a minimum of two games of each every day that are nice. new to make you. Yeah. yeah, cool, cool. Interesting. Just while Larry said that, I want to hear all of you guys too. Well, Barry does Gauntlets. He might be a little different. I also do one game of uh, one different character every day, but it's probably like 14 or 15 different characters. And now it's mostly, it's my small folk ancestries, uh, the necromancer, the bard, and um, the ranger and cleric ancestries, which we're going to talk about in the next section. Uh, but yeah, what double does? How about you? What's your like routine in terms of setting up characters in the basic or whatever? So for a while there, um, like prior to the Origins tournament, I would go through, and this was before ancestries and everything, and I would just do one of each character, and that would get me like twenty games, and it gave me a lot of variety. I had a lot of different builds, so I liked doing that for a long time. And then it was like really buckling into focus for Origins, so I wasn't queuing as much really. And now it's kind of like whatever the current hotness is, because they've been releasing so much. I'm just right, trying to like play that. That's the question, though. What What are you playing now? Right now, what are you? What's your routine? <laughs> Nothing. I just have custom games and tournament games, and I need to get stuff out there. That's why <laughs> your bard is new. level one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. Um, and Barry. <laughs> Barry, we know about your gauntlets, but like, do you have any other routines you do when you're doing async games? Not like non-challenge games, I guess. Do you play async games? <laughs> I, I do certainly when there's like a new class, right? Like I, I threw a bunch of Bard stuff out there. Um, but in, in general, I try to do two gauntlets a week. So that's like 100 plus games for each of them. Um, what, wow. But like the last two weeks, they've dropped a new Ancestry, which... For me, meant I got to create six new characters, and then I got to level <laughs> six new characters. And God bless you know, I've already leveled the rangers to fourteen. My clerics are all uh, eleven plus <laughs> at this point, and that's really accomplished through a lot of uh, real-time co-op play on the weekends. Can I just give you my login? Have to. I just have to level six more characters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I want to get on to my next gauntlet. I'm not going to do it until after I get all them leveled. So that, and I, I mean, I, I did want to get the clerics up before I did the bard, but because I knew I was going to be here, I'm like, I got to go play this thing now. So I got that and pushed Barry, that out first. Barry, 
you don't have to justify anything here, my friend. You're in a safe space. You <laughs> you send out those challenges with reckless abandon, my friend. Um, great stuff, guys. Uh, we can keep going, but we're, we've already started to touch a little bit on ancestry. So maybe this is a good segue to jump into our next segment, Ancestry Almanac. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to keep things moving on here. So much content's coming out. It's such a fast pace. It's hard to keep up, but we're doing our best here at Sparks and Rec. And that's why. Next, let's talk a little bit about the Ranger and Cleric ancestries. We can talk more about others, too, if you want. But um, I have been slowly leveling up my own here. Uh, mostly, I think Ranger came first, so that's what I focused on. Um, uh, I'll just start out first and then throw it over to you guys. With my rangers, the first one I created was a half-demon ranger, just because that's my favorite ancestry. And I also created a small folk ranger, because I'm creating an army of small folk characters that I'm going to use <laughs> exploits. Now, um, the uh, half-demon ranger, as expected, is pretty good. You can actually play it a little bit slower, too, because you're, you're trying to scrap a little first but, and get a little econ and then go off to the races. It works pretty well so far. I like it. The small folk ranger, not as much. Um, Bildo Daggins is his name. Um, <laughs> Barry has teamed <laughs> up with him a few times in some co-ops. And he's, you know, Bildo can get into some sticky situations. He can get into some compromising situations. But he usually finds a way out. Um, I like the tenacity of the small folk. Um, I like the fact that you can, you know, pick your factions and get a little extra draw with their cards. So the... The small folk ranger, don't don't sleep on it. It's pretty good. Um, I'm going to keep going. Uh, I did make two clerics as well, another demon, half demon, which is great because you can scrap and it's been working well. Uh, I also made a small folk cleric, um, Dilbo, Dilbo Daggins. And <laughs> he is um, not doing as well as, as the ranger, but he's doing okay. Um my, I guess the, the takeaway from this is half demon seems to work a little bit better, but small folk can be rewarding as well if you kind of play around with it and you don't mind losing a bit as, as you're leveling them up. That's my – yeah, go. Larry, what do you got? No, question for you though, Matt. Um, on, uh, when you're taking the half demon uh, with Ranger, are you choosing bracers? And also how do you feel about the cleric, all the anti-healing that goes along with the half demon kit? Do you just ignore it or how do you, how do you – how do you justify that with cleric and how do you play it with ranger? Okay. Uh, with ranger. No, I didn't take the bracers. I took for my first iteration. I took the cloak just because that's kind of my reflex action. I think I, yeah, that's what I meant, but I got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I could definitely see the reason for trying to go aggro and going with the bracers, but yeah, no, the scrap down the, and punch quick, you know, yeah, that seems, and then you have the demonic scrap. strength. So you got a little more yeah, damage. Cool. No, I just really, it's cool. Scrap being, to, being able to scrap so early is a lot of fun and keep that, uh, the, the blood, whatever the one that ghost factions and then stays in your hand afterwards. That's a really cool. Demonic strength. Your, yeah. yeah. Demonic strength to keep your deck thinned out. Um, what was the second part of your question on, uh, just the anti-healing that goes along with half oh, demon. Uh, like if you take cloak, you you're, you're losing some healing. You play cleric, you're losing some healing. If you you have healing in your kit, how how do you feel about it playing a half demon that nerfs healing to begin with? Okay, they well, fixed with the ranger, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, but only for imperial. You don't get. You still get a penalty, right? Um, 
but the cloak healing works well, works properly uh, for for the thief. Um, yeah, yeah, but the imperial healing is minus one for all healing you get from all imperial. So right. I mean, <clears throat> if if things are going well, I mean, you basically just want to keep just like anything. You want to keep your armor activated and you want to keep above thirty. But otherwise, you want to be hitting your opponent as quickly as possible, depending on the matchup. But uh, I don't know. It's been fun. It's, I haven't played a ton of Ranger uh, since the the new beta dungeon stuff came out, and it's breathed new life into to, to it for me. So I've been enjoying mm-hmm. playing. That's kind of my not great at it, but it's fun playing and testing out the new combos. Are you still going four three or three two for the track? Four three. Four three to start. Yeah. I also made an elf ranger, uh, which is even better, but I just haven't been playing it as much. I I like the half demon more, but the elf shows a lot of promise too, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll just jump in since you mentioned Elf Ranger, since I've played that one a bit, and it's a it's an interesting mix of oh, do I want to draw now or do I want to use my skill? Like what the, the, the order of things because of like typically you want to track before you draw any cards, but you want to play that one elf card that lets you reduce your cost of your skills by one. Uh, but that's then you're drawing sometimes. So it's a it's it's at odds of itself at some point. Uh, and the only other ancestry thing that I'll bring up here is the fun that I've had with half demon cleric and mainly because there is a bug right now with bright star shield and demonic strength, where if you've played bright star shield on a, a champion and he stays in play and you play demonic strength, demonic strength brings bright star shield back to your hand at the end of the turn. Like, wherever cards go, when they don't go to the discard pile, Demonic Strength just brings that Bright Star, and you can actually use it again on the same card. So I've had, like, a Master Wayne that was, like, 14 defense um, that was never leading play. Uh, So, I mean, I know they're going to fix that, but it's been a ton of fun. Hopefully they'll hear this and fix it now, Barry, before people take, before I have to play against any of these annoying cards. I submitted a bug report. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Wow. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, Larry, how about you? Do you have any experience with Ranger Cleric Ancestry? Is there any ideas for things you might want to try out? Nah, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I started a Elf Ranger and it was fired by the Bard. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, kind of, I, kind of, I kind of fell out of love with Ranger a while. I, well, I was never really in love with Ranger to begin with. I'm with um, you. But... So, uh, you know, I heard Elf Ranger was the hot new thing. I leveled it up to like, I don't know, seven, and then Bard came out. I'm like, all right, you know, I had enough. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. I have other ancestries that I, I'll talk about at the appropriate time, but it's not, uh, it's not uh, Ranger or Cleric. All right. Well, let's get Dub. Let's get Dub's take on Ranger Cleric. Then we'll come back to you because I know you have some interesting points here. Dub's, what about yeah, you? I'm- Any Rangers clerics? So I'm working on my I'm still at like the level one with all of it. I'm leveling up my elf ranger and then I'm going to make a half demon cleric. So I'm just going to like, you know, try the ones that, you know, the, the popular ones first and before trying any like niche strategies or anything. I want to get those ones covered. And that's primarily because like if I'm going to play in a tournament, it feels like I'm probably going to want one of those, you know, powerful ancestries um for those classes and 
So yeah, that's where I'm at with with the ancestries. Nothing too groundbreaking yeah. from me. Yeah, we're all pretty early in the in the testing stages. All right. Well, I think this means it's about time to talk about the dwarven fighter, which is what I'm assuming Larry has in store. Larry, what what ancestry stuff you have for us? Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, I was a little salty after listening to the last episode. Really disappointed <laughs> that my old mentor, Agent C thirteen, was was pooping on the uh, dwarf just all <laughs> over the place. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm just going to take the contrarian uh, point of view here and and get my dwarf fighter to diamond. He's platinum two right now, which I'm you know, I'm going to beat my chest and I'm a little proud about because when you're playing in the beta queue, you know what you're facing a lot of legends backers. I hit a lot of new, I hit a lot of noodle toupee. I hit a lot of rucksack in that queue. I hit u jig. Um, I hit some other players as well, but those three in particular. Uh, quite often and somehow I got platinum two with this dwarven fighter and my God, there's garbage dwarfs, the worst ancestry ever. <laughs> Sorry guys. Dude, I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. So sell me on it, man. What are you liking? What matchups does it improve? What's right, making so what's, better for you? What, what's not to like about a dwarven fight? I just don't get it. There is a player in, in, um, in our discord that said he would scrap the pick in deck two, I'm like, all right, well, I guess it means you're scrapping the pick before all the gold then, right? No. Obviously, it makes sharpening stones so much better to have two extra weapons in your starting deck. You get a free stun against mm. anything. And, oh, mm. by the way, your health is better. Why oh. wouldn't I love that for a fighter? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So the... Like yeah. And you could even... So in the fighter tournaments that have been going on that Warden Slayer has been running... Um, I think I saw someone actually, instead of going HP, they went, no, this was in band. It was in band that this happened. Um, but it was a fighter player. It was Vreep who made it all the way to the finals. He, instead of taking hit points, took the extra ability so he could deal damage to a guard. I'm just kind of imagining how much you could stack that with Dwarf to have like crushing blow, five damage to a guard, and the Dwarf ability. So, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I am so sad I missed that tournament. I just I'm not in Discord enough, and I like Megan Meowgan was telling me about the tournament. I'm like there was a tournament for fighters, and you could play ancestries. Arr! I was like, because <laughs> I think Warden's going to do. Shout out to Warden Slayer too for running those. They're great. Yep. Um, yeah, that's great. So my just dwarf fighter and its gauntlet was 48 and 32 for a 60 percent win rate. For which fighter? And dwarf fighter. Dwarf fighter. 60 percent win rate. I've nice. made I've made ogre and orc fighters, which just steamroll things most of the time, and, and unless they don't. I also made a <laughs> surprise a small folk fighter. His name is Fildo Baggins, and things things are not going well for Fildo guys. Small folk fighters, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> probably not an optimal optimal combo. But uh, jury oh, steps. That, that is one thing I asked Rob about. Now I'm not sure if this was on the interview or after the interview. Um, but I was, I was like, with it, he asked me about it, how we like ancestry. I said it's it's great, but it seems like there are certain typecasted races for for various uh, classes. And he said, yeah, he said that's true. And he said they considered making certain ancestry only available for certain classes. And he said, well, you know, why do that? Just let it open, and anyone can play an off meta combination if they want to. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I yeah, like that, and I, I think it's small folk means we shouldn't have an expectation that like all combinations of ancestries are viable 
against right. all other totally. combinations yeah. of ancestries. I'm going to play funny. them all, though. Yeah, <laughs> and the great the arch one is like, going to get its own gauntlet. I'm determined. The you over wizard artwork is one of the best <laughs> I've seen, and the yeah, there's so many good ones. The the small folk ranger is another one of my favorites. But Did, what, wait, speaking, Zembu, what's your ogre wizard's name? It's something awesome and ridiculous at the same time. Uh, I think it's the Mad Titan. Yes, he looks the Mad Titan. Like, um, the Marvel character. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah great stuff here. Um, all right, guys, do we have any final thoughts on ancestors before we keep it rolling? I think we're good. All right, guys. We're heading into the final stretch here. Let's get ready for some community roundup. And here we are for the community roundup. Not a ton has happened since our last podcast, but there are a few things to highlight, including the Wizards. HRPC Event 3 Level 7 Finals finished between two people on the podcast right now. Horgle versus Double Dubs. Uh, Larry, why don't you break the news for how that one played out? So we went in and Dubs beat me in the first game. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to win the next two. And against Dubs, this is going to be really hard. And then I don't remember the specific, uh, the specific, how the specific matches went, but I won the next two. And I was like, yes, I won. And then Dubs <laughs> like, no, it's the best of five. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but you but, only had to get one more. Uh, yeah. in order to seal the deal. And uh, there was a certain card that I felt you beating me to on the market had a huge outcome on the game. One uh, reviled Rat Swarm. <laughs> what, what an intense card in the Wizard Mirror, man. That thing is, is awesome. But And that well played. It was an awesome set. I had a ton of fun playing against you. I was bummed to to lose of course but super happy with the um the second place finish in the tournament and i know orgle you brought this up before but this is this is a field of 36 it feels awesome to do so well in a community event like this um you know i think i don't want to put words in your mouth but you said like in some ways a win like that is you can feel as good about that as you might a legends win because of like the the scale and, and scope of it and stuff. Do you want to talk about what a win like this means a little bit to you? No, it, it really does because, uh, it, you know, it, we know we've been to legends and I think the one you won had a fair amount of people, but you know, I've won some that had, you know, I don't know, 12, 12 people or whatever. And, you know, most of them are not, you know, necessarily, uh, the, the same quality of, of, of players that we play against on a regular basis. So, I don't remember all the matches, but I, I think in this run, uh, I did. Dude, you fix. had Sadika, Peter Panic, Arknell, Noodle, and then yours truly. So yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's pretty, a run. That's that's a real run. Shout out to Arknell. Uh, I think Arknell used to be a very good player who has become a great player. Um, mm. And uh, and then and then beating Noodle was. I mean, whenever I could do that it's usually in a tournament because he stops me in queue 
almost every day. Um, so yeah, it, it feels really Monster. special. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, man. I want to shout out my own tournament run. I had as awesome as rucksack, decat, bird law, scorium, and then you. <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, uh, it was tough. I couldn't, couldn't quite bring it home, but that was an awesome event. And I just, love the the hrpc i love that dark letter runs it there's just something about it that makes it somehow feel like the the most prestigious tournament of them all and i i don't know why that is but that's that's how i feel about it it is an epic tournament right i mean they take even just this level seven one took months to complete a couple months i think to get through so i mean it's an epic undertaking and it, it builds up at the end and he keeps stats and then like it slowly builds up it's just in me i'm not participating this season just because i was too busy at the beginning but I did last season, and it's just such a rewarding thing to follow through and do. Highly recommended for anyone who's interested in community events. It's um, named yeah. Premier Circuit for a reason. Yep. <laughs> well said, well said. Um, keep them going, Dubs. Any other more community roundup news from you? Yeah, well, I wanted to bring up that band is having signups. I think the signups should still be open by the time that folks are listening to this. And this one was very popular. The people who played in this really liked it because what Logan K. Stewart did, and shout out to him for organizing this, he went through and banned some of the popular metagame choices and added this additional wrinkle of out of... So certain things for your class are banned no matter what. But then he took three things and said, Ben, two, you pick which one you get to keep. And so, like, <laughs> there's this really interesting metagame to analyze. And then now on top of that, he's making it a series of events so that you can um, look at what people played in event one. And you cannot play the same class again in event two. And you can kind of inform your metagame decision off of that. So, like, in the first one, Hit point upgrades were banned for a lot of the classes, and not a lot of people took them. Uh, so in the finals, which I covered on my Twitch stream, you can check the VOD if you want. Decatz's Thief versus Vreep's Fighter. Vreep was heavily rewarded for going fighter in this tournament and ran it because he was able to punch people down that are usually taking their hit point upgrades and they're taking lift and like, nope, none of that fighter. You know, so it, it just really... Um, opens things up in a, a fresh new way to analyze the game. So I highly recommend signing up for the second event of Band. And that's it for me from the Community Roundup. I think one other thing to mention community-wise is that the playoffs for Tavern Brawl are now set. That just ah, happened Good today. call, man. Absolutely. Uh, you've got yep. the, the Prancing Ponies... Uh, the Baguette, Staffette, Monster Party, and Rip, Rip's Chips in a tiebreaker over the <laughs> Banana Slugs. Who, I have to say that my my own team, the, the 4M team, we got our first win of the season in the last round against Banana Slugs and played spoiler. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Always good to play spoiler if you can't be in the, the end game. The, the really fascinating As their thing only about win. That, yeah, our only win. That that team Crazy. had three of the top five players in the whole league. <laughs> Dude. And now they're not in the playoffs. Awesome. Oh my great. god. We I'm sorry for banana slugs, but that's crazy. That's good. Uh Larry and I were actually on the same team for Tavern Brawl and we kind of had a, a 
kind of a mediocre showing, but we gave it our best. Congrats to all the uh, teams that made it through. Nice job in the tavern, bro. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for popping in with that, Barry. Good call on that. And we will keep you updated at, uh, with the winners of the Tavern Brawl as well, uh, probably in the next episode. Um, the only other thing I've got for Community Roundup this week for me is King of the Castles or Kings of the Castles. Uh, right now, uh, we actually just had two wins from our sitting kings, King Rucksack and Castle A and King Double Doves and Castle B. Congrats mm-hmm. to both of them. Uh, we have our next round of challengers up, though. Luna Pig is facing off against Rucksack, and I have ascended to the drawbridge to challenge <laughs> Double Doves. Uh, Horgle is actually up on deck in Castle A and Filtrophobe in Castle B. Oh, my God. Dude, it never gets any easier with this queue, man. Come on now. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> tough up. list. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty tough list. I had to noodle tulpa in five games in the Wiz Mirror in order to defend my crown, and I got a copy of Drag Below that I happened to cheese into a victory. I bought like drag below and uh, I think recruit and death touch. And that was it. Nice. Well, it, a spoiler alert. It is another challenger's mirror. So get ready for another whiz mirror. My friend, I hope you're ready oh, for what? Another. Okay. Hold on. We need like a third party rolling <laughs> up for your challenges. Jake, how is this? Like, oh yeah. It's a whiz mirror. I don't know what happened. I heard the button. It was a whiz mirror. Completely randomized. Everything is completely <laughs> random. My friend. Um, All right, I, I trust don't you. I'm just, that because the last three times I've challenged, Thief has been banned. So yeah, see, like this is hmm. in. Hey, you, you know, no one to hold them, no one to fold them, guys. As the as the late great Kenny Rogers once said, uh, that actually has nothing to do with random randomness, but it was still a fun quote. Um, that <laughs> I think wraps up our community roundup. Uh, let's take it. Let's take her home, boys. Uh, let's head in to tap it or scrap it. All right, everybody, when you hear that um, melancholy music, you know we have reached the end of another wondrous episode of Sparks and Recreation. Uh, As we have been wont to do in the last few episodes, we've added a new little segment here called Tap It or Scrap It, where we kind of plug and shame something or or give a poo-poo or a thumbs down to something uh, that we've run into recently. It can be something big, something small, anything matters or anything, anything counts. Uh, what do we got for taps this week? You guys got anything good? Uh, Larry, let's start with you. We'll go we'll go to a guest first. What do you want to tap this week? Thank you. Can I, can I, I, I want to end on a good note. So can I, can I say my scrap first? Let's do scraps. Ooh. Thanks. Yeah, no, you're right. We were supposed to do that. We'll do scraps first and then taps. Go, go with your scrap. All right. And, and both of mine are actually Hero Realms related. I know it can be anything, but, you know, Hero Realms is a big part of my yeah, life, our yeah. life. So I uh, love it. Um, <laughs> this is going to be wildly unpopular, not just with the three of you, but probably with most of our listeners. And I apologize, but this is just my opinion. I appreciate all the creativity out there um, and people are having a lot of fun with it. But the Lewis scripts, they're taken away from the queue. And I know, right? Am I treading on forbidden ground? I think in the last Sparks and Recreation, it was the longest segment. And I was just like, listen, I think Arkanel has done a great job and everyone else. I've played a bunch of them and I enjoy them. But at the end of the day, I'm a competitive player. I want to play things that are going to be in the game for the long term. That's why I'm here. I enjoy it. And I've had fun with all the custom classes that I've played, but... 
I just it's just not a big enough part of the game for me. So I apologize. It, that's just my personal opinion. You guys love it. That's cool. Um, it's just not my thing, and I'm sorry for that. Larry coming in, hot, coming in hot and scrapping the Lua content. I love it. I love it. Larry, this <laughs> yeah. is this is why we love you, though. You you you, you give us you give us like it is, buddy. Yeah. Um, I will say with the um, show notes for each episode, I put the timestamp for each segment. So if you want to skip any segment that you don't like, that's why those timestamps are in there. Jump to the mm-hmm. next section. Uh, Larry, because I can tell you the Lewis spotlight will probably con- continue in future. Episodes. I don't know. We're leaving the I'm, light I'm, on. I'm, I'm 54 years old. Timestamps. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try to figure that out. Yeah, I love it. All right, good. Uh, let's keep them rolling here. Um, Barry, Chris, you guys have any scraps? I okay, got so, one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, let's Barry. Go. All right, let's go. go. So I, I think I would say scrap all of the non-Lua games that. Uh, I have to play. I, I think about how many characters I've created that I, I'm going to put through a gauntlet, and there are now 13 characters that I haven't done a gauntlet for yet. It's going to be like three months before I get back to the regular human classes for gauntlets. And that's not even counting the thief ancestries and the monk that are going to come out before I'm done with all of these. So that's another seven. So there's 20 gauntlets I've got to play before I can get back to playing Kachiko. Scrap well, you have to. You the, have the, to. the pressure you put on yourself, Barry, is just, is just astounding. Um, Double does. what's your scrap? Dude, my scrap is going to a wedding, having an amazing time, getting a hotel that your toddler is totally hyped to stay in a hotel having a fun time at the pool stopping at an apple orchard on the way home and realizing you forgot your wedding clothes in the closet of the hotel that's my scrap fellas (laughs) that's oddly specific (laughs) did you go back to get it or do you have a mail it or did you just we're we're too far we're too far away and the kid had to nap we're not going back i had to call him and have him mail it out to me and they're like you know this isn't free right i'm like yes here's my credit card (laughs) good old hotel service yeah good stuff nice scrap so far i'm gonna piggyback a little bit on Zembu's scrap here and just scrap all of my poor human heroes in, in hero realms who are uh, covered in like a three inch layer of dust right now from a lack of play and attention. They they're malnourished um, word word on the street is that two of my clerics have died from malnutrition. Um, but you know, that's what happens when ancestries and uh, new characters hit. the humans kind of take a bad seat. So scrap it to my, to my boys. I'm pouring out a little 40 for my uh, human heroes. All right, let's end on a positive note now. Guys. Let's let's tap it. Let's tap off into the sunset here. Larry, what are you what are you tapping for us this week? So again, going back to Hero Realms on a, on a personal level, though I um, I have uh, my girlfriend Kimba is playing Hero Realms now. And, Ooh, um, yeah, yep. Uh, nice. She's not up to level fourteen on any of her characters yet, but she has. Uh, Four, she doesn't have a cleric, but she has the other four basic characters. And I just uh, convinced her to join Realms Rising. So we have another member of Realms Rising. Wow. So look for, look for Kimba in Q. That's my, that's my tap it. Welcome, nice Kimba. Uh, growing the community, teaching to new players, and uh, living it up. Checking all the boxes, Larry. Nicely done. 
Um, Barry, let's go to you. What are you tapping? I'm going to, it's a bit of a hypocritical thing or, or conflicting with my scrap, but I'm going to tap all the new content. It is great <laughs> to have new stuff to play with new stuff. It's so much fun to have all these new toys and play all these different classes. And it's, it's, it really breathes life into the time I spend playing the game when it's something brand new, like this barred stuff that I've just been immersed in in the last 24 hours. Um, so that, that's my tap. And Larry, you can tell Kimba, she'll be getting some gauntlet challenges for me now. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. I love it. Uh, double does. What are you tapping, bud? Oh man, I so hopefully this isn't like sacrilege to bring up, but I was recently through I signed up for Star Realms Dodgeball, baby. I'm in for the upcoming season of Star Realms Dodgeball. I'm pretty excited about it. It's pretty intense. Um they've had us do like a rookie match and they took all the people that this will be their first season of dodgeball. They split us up into two teams and we had a captain and we had to do like a practice round against each other. And like, man, it is like as complicated as any of the events that we run, man, there is like, uh, and it's all through Facebook, which is I'm going to do a sub scrap within my tap. It's I, I don't really care for that. It's through Facebook and Facebook messenger instead of discord. You know, I much rather prefer discord, but so like, there's a group chat that you need to follow. There is a thread for the match that you need to follow. And there's a spreadsheet. But it's really cool. There's a lot of awesome stuff going on. And I can really see the appeal for it. And uh, I've been having fun. And I'm looking forward to playing in it in uh, the near future here. Don't you think you should get your bard off a of level one before you do this? Star <laughs> Dude, Thank that's you, why. That's why <laughs> my bard is level one. Because I've been playing these Star Realms games, man. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Sub and by the way, sub subscript or subscrap taps are the best kind, my friend. So don't apologize for those. <laughs> um, I'm just going to give a quick tap to Wise Wizard Games for making the Legend account available again. It's great news. There's lots of people who always want to do it. It's great to welcome new beta members to the community and get more people playing and testing. So hats off to Wise Wizard Games for doing that. Hopefully, they can just leave it open. It's only for two weeks this time, but maybe they can keep doing it. Or uh, I see only benefits from keeping this open and getting more people in the beta. So hats off to Wise Wizards for that. All right, guys, uh, taps and scraps are done. We're, we're all tapped out. I just I'll lead off the uh, the farewells here just by saying thank you again to everyone for your support. Uh, thanks for sticking with us over a couple dry months in the summer, but we're hopefully we'll be back to a more regular schedule now in the fall. Uh, lots of fun stuff, lots of great content to look forward to. Don't forget to enter our listener survey, uh, digital legend account giveaway. Uh, we hope you stick along for the ride. Thanks again, everybody. Larry, what, what are your closing words for the audience? Just want to say thank you for listening to the best podcasts of all of your realm sparks and recreation. Uh, it's been a pleasure to hang out with you guys again. I always enjoy it. Peace out, yo. Thanks for coming by, Larry. You're always welcome. Barry, how about you, bud? All right. Thanks, guys, for having me on again. Uh, it's been a blast. Really been great. Uh, and thanks again for everybody that accepts all those challenges I play. I, <laughs> I didn't have other people play against. I couldn't do it. So I'm always going to be thankful for that. You rock, Barry. Thanks again. And you as well. Always welcome on Sparks and Rack. All right, Double Dubs, take us home, babe. 
Yeah, so definitely wanted to thank both of you guys for coming in. Both of you are a highlight of the community for me, which, um, so having the two of you on is really awesome. And I I think this was a, a really fun episode. I'm really looking forward to people being able to listen to this and hear the roadmap and, and get some hype for the giveaway. Another Legends account up for grabs here so be sure that you check out those links and while you're checking things out check out my twitch stream twitch.tv slash double dubs 8 30 p.m central um we had flark fiasco on a couple weeks ago and we did like a pseudo mentoring thing we had the cat on last week and we covered the band tournament we also talked about a whole bunch of the new stuff it was almost like a podcast in and of itself because he and i literally played zero games of hero realms live we just talked about the new stuff and then watched his replay against Vreep. And, um, you know, you know, Alex, he's a really fun person to talk to about the game as well. So just wanted to give that stuff a quick plug. And uh, with all that said, we'll catch you guys later. Stay fresh, cheese bags. We made it to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Larry, Larry, quite contrary. He was quite a surprise with the strength of his rhymes. He was right that High Priest Cracker ain't no slacker, but everyone sees that it's Varric's abs that get all the Thandarian ladies.